Hello, I'm Meredith Harper. Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black, a podcast where I talk to ukulele players to find out why they play ukulele, what they love about it, and how it's changed their lives. Well, finally, I've sold my house, I've bought another, and I've moved in. So now I can concentrate on the important things, like making new episodes for you. Thank you so much for bearing with me when I haven't been able to do them over the last few months. And I don't have to make them in my living room anymore. Now I have a separate room with a door, so I can create things for you without interruption. In this episode, I talk to Barbara Taylor, a dynamic ukulele player and organiser from Bustleton in Western Australia. Barbara's been on my list since previous guest Kevin Chennell mentioned her, and I'm so glad I finally caught up with her, because she is an absolute delight. Oh, and Barbara mentions my cat curtains, which were pretty hard to miss when I talked to her over Zoom. If you want to see them, I posted a picture on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. They are wonderfully tacky, and you won't be disappointed. Ukulele player, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Barbara Taylor. Um, I've been playing the ukulele for about six years down here in Bustleton, which is in the southwest of Western Australia. And as I look out of my window here, I can see Geograph Bay. So I live in that beautiful Geograph Bay region. And um, the ukulele is something I learnt um, when I joined a group here. Um, I actually retired probably about 10 years ago, went to live in Port Hedland, and that's where I bought my first ukulele. And it was a little tiny soprano one, like a black gypsy one. And I couldn't make anything with it at all. So <laughs> I, <couldn't. laughs> I, I soon got rid of it when I, when I got a little bit better. I had to quickly upgrade. Well, we all have our proof of concept u- ukulele, don't we? Is that that's what, what I, it is? <laughs> that's what we is. Well, I had a proof of concept ukulele. Mine was a second hand white mahalo, which is about as bad as you get. Now, this, this little black one was probably... Just a bit below that. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Right. Okay, so you are in Bustleton, as you say, it's in Western Australia. I went to Bustleton once and I remember I was struck by how blue the water was, much more so than it is here on the East Coast. I don't know why that is. No, I mean, they say it's to do with the reflection of the this, this clouds and, you know, the, the, the sky. So on a good day, it's blue. Mm. Today, it's grey because oh, we've got yes, grey clouds. <laughs> It must have been a very sunny day when I was there. But you it must have been there in summer. It was yes. a lovely, lovely spot. So you're very lucky to be over there. So, um, yeah, you're the second person I've spoken to. So those who've listened before would know I've spoken to Kevin Chennell. But he's a bit further up the coast than you, isn't he? Up north of Ke- Perth, Kevin, right? Kevin, No, Kevin lives about 220 k's from here, but he lives in the foothills of Perth. So mm. whereas I live coastal 230 k's south of Perth, he's probably about 25, 30 k's to the east of Perth. So okay. he's just beyond where Perth Airport is in the, in the hills. And oh, he lives right. in a lovely, um, lovely area. And funny enough, um, it's the same area that Samantha Muir actually went to school in at one point. So they have ah. this little, little connection, you know. So yes. that, was, that was great. So that's yeah. how we got Sam back, you know, because we said, oh, what about coming back to Perth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's lovely, Sam, too. And speaking of Sam's, too, you've also had Sam Brown over there who's been on the podcast. We certainly have. And um, Sam's an amazing musician. Um, she's also a very giving person. She gives a lot of her time and energy um, now to um, creating music with, with her ukulele groups. And she has a fantastic um, group called the uh, Fabulous Ukulele 
um, I think it's is it anyway? It's a terrible acronym, but I won't mention that now, so people can look it up. <laughs> uh, but she, she's brilliant, and she's become a friend of mine. And we've we've had her for two um, week long workshops and a concert, which we called a Stromaganza. So it was Bustleton Ukulele Stromaganza, which meant um, get on the bus, and we all had fancy t shirts, and it was a whole festive season here down in Bustleton. Wonderful. And it, it was great. Put us on the map as far as the ukulele is concerned. Yes. Yeah, that would have done. So um, tell me then, if we go back before, you said you've been playing the ukulele for six years. So did you play other instruments before that? No. <laughs> so ukulele d- is your one and only instrument? Well, um, I tried. I mean, I, I, years ago when I trained to be a school teacher, and uh, that was in the UK, although I was born in Sydney, but there's a bit of a history there. Um, I'd try the guitar just to accompany children, you know, primary school children. And I'd always like singing. So as, as you know, the, the way that they sort of sell the ukulele is an accompaniment to voice. So I thought well, it'll, it'll suit me very nicely because you can strum and you can sing, which is what I really like doing. So um, that's how I picked up the ukulele as something that I would be able to do first of all as um, to, to you know think well I can sing I'm a child of the 60s so I was brought up in Manchester in the 60s so all the 60s and 70s songs you know they're sort of in my head um, and then the ukulele is great because you can just learn a few chords and go for it you know when, when you play in a group it's very forgiving because if you can't do a chord you just skip it out yeah and everybody else does play it and they don't they don't notice <laughs> exactly so i'm a bit better than that now just a little bit and because you're confident and get up there and sing and that's probably my strength really is probably org- organizing so i've become really a sort of ukulele organizer really events organizer as well which i love mm. so how did you learn when you when you got to that first one yes how did you learn to play well when i moved from port headland which is in the pilbara my husband was working up there and i came back down here to bustleton and i saw a course advertised with the university of the third age which is actually a, a group for seniors and i thought oh ukulele i'll join that you know eight sessions and it just took off from there and i was very fortunate that the group that we all you know met together once a week and we all seemed to get on well and before you knew it it went like topsy-turvy and then more people joined the group and all of a sudden we were bustled to new clearly group bug and then a a, a few of us a few of the girls in the group thought "Mm, don't really like all these songs that the men are doing you know like forks and prison and um, you know so we thought yeah i I hear you we, we quite like to have a little group together so half a dozen of the girls formed a little group called the ladybugs and we play once so we play good. once a week now um, at the little Art Geo Courthouse here in Bustleton. Beautiful acoustics, so we can do all the harmonies, and um, you know we can play a lot more songs that are more forgiving to us. And um, we don't we quite like to play some of the modern songs. So we play things like um, you know all our exes live in Texas. Um, we like <laughs> to play Adele. Um, oh, quite a lot of um, you know things that are probably better for our female voices. And that, that's mm. great fun. But we're still a member of Bugs. So Bugs are sort of yep. core group. And um, we've been going six years. So that's pretty good. That's great. So it just really formed organically. You never decided one day I'm going to form a ukulele group. It just, it just happened. It, do, it did. And that's exactly what happened. And then 
more groups sort of crept, you know, around. Um, we're not very far from Margaret River here, about 30 kilometres. And we found out there was another group in Margaret River. There was a little group in Bunbury. There was another group here, there and everywhere. And what was really hard was to get all these groups together. So I decided that I would start um, a not-for-profit group called Bustleton Ukulele Strummers. And that meant that everybody could come once a month to Bustleton and we'd have a jam. And we'd send out a set list. We usually have about 25 songs. And all you do is throw a $2 coin in the pot and one of the local hotels here, the Esplanade Hotel, which is one of the very nicest hotels here in Bustleton, has hosted us. Um, and that's been fabulous. So they now, um, we're part of their sort of scene, you know, they once a month they have the ukulele jam. Um, and, we, and the money we raise through, you know, their people putting their $2 in the pot has actually been given to uh, the local bushfire. Um, brigades so oh, the volunteer fantastic. bushfire brigades so um it's become a real community initiative so that's how we managed to get events and fund people like sam brown coming because we raised money and it's sort of kept going and it's had a life of its own we've just updated all our sound system you know with the funds Wonderful. we've raised through events so um you know samuel um sam brown's been twice uh ukulele russ are you are you familiar with ukulele russ yes well, oh, we've had him as well, you know. So Kevin, Kevin and I sort of clubbed together and got Ukulele Ross over here. Um, and that was wonderful. <laughs> Again, a bit different. <laughs> All these wonderful personalities. And we were just getting our wind, you know, thinking, who else can we have? And then COVID hit. So um, mm. people love to come to Western Australia. They just love it. It's a bit different, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think you've certainly, maybe, is, maybe it is because you are in Western Australia where people don't just turn up you've certainly made more of an effort than most other ukulele groups i know to actually you know go out there and get people in which is wonderful it's fantastic well i think because i'm probably fundamentally an organizer and i'm not a sort of solo performer um who's more focused on what i'm doing and my own music journey um i i'm, I'm able to get bring people together um, I worked at, um, I mean, I mentioned I was a teacher, but for the last 15 years I was working, I worked in a university uh, in Perth, um, Curtin University, and I was an organisational development manager. So I had to get people together a lot. And, and talking about your cat curtain, it was like herding cats, my job. So actually, <laughs> that is a very nice analogy for the ukulele. I can bring all sorts of diverse people together and we can have fun, you know, and it's fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous Ukulele Absolutely Club. Is. That's Sam Brown's group. I've just remembered. You're right. Fab, that the is Fabulous the Ukulele Club. <laughs> I'd never thought about the initials of that. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, dear. So you're, you told me about your original ukulele. How many ukuleles do you have now? And, what, and you are clutching one there as well. Tell me about the um, one you have. Well, let me tell you about this one because I soon decided that that little um, – Thing from Port Hedland. I then um, upgraded to an accord. I think it was a Cordoba. I think, and that was a couple of hundred dollars. Um, and my husband said to me, "You know, you can have a better one when you can play a bit better." You see, <laughs> you have to earn it. You have to earn it. <laughs> so um, another two years down the track, and um, I came into a very small legacy. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go and treat myself to a, a nice ukulele. So I've actually got a nice Kamaka ukulele. Oh, lovely. And it's a 100th anniversary ukulele. So um, it can make people like me, who don't profess to be a musician by a long way, sound really good because the tone <laughs> on it's fabulous. 
Yes. So yes, I know what you mean. It's made <laughs> such a difference. And when I went to the music shop in Perth to look at a decent ukulele, I couldn't find anything that was better than the Cordoba. I picked up all sorts of instruments. And I thought, hmm, it just sounds about the same. Why would I want to pay five times as much for that? And I said, have you got anything else? And the man said, oh, hang on. We'll go and have a look in our storeroom. And he came back. And at that point, when my husband saw the price tag on, he sort of walked away. <laughs> that, that's right. So I just said, can you actually do me a really good deal on this? Because it's got a lovely tone to it. So whilst I'm not a you know musician as such, I can work out what sounds really nice. So um, anyway, that's how I got it. So here it is, mm. my beautiful ukulele, which I love very it much. It is lovely. Yes. I've actually been to the Kamaka factory in Honolulu. Oh, have they do the factory tours there. You should absolutely do ah. that. Well, everyone should go to Hawaii because it's a beautiful place. Well, not right now, of course. Um, well, it is beautiful right now, but you can't go there right now. Um, but, yeah, it's a great place. And I did the factory tour there. And because it is so old, it's got all the history there. It's a really interesting tour. Well, that's something on my bucket list. And I'm just mm. hoping that with all of this, I mean, we're okay in Western Australia. As you probably know we're not in uh, lockdown here at the moment. Touch wood, I'm touching wood. I'll do the same. ACT, also not in lockdown. But, of course, ACT is surrounded by New South Wales. So you never know. <laughs> and I've got a daughter who's just been snowboarding with her two sons in, in Threadbow and flew, oh. flew into, into Canberra because we have friends in Canberra. And then she's had to go to Darwin for two weeks. So she's trying to get her way back into Western Australia. But she's... Yeah, there. Western Australia is stricter than most. Yeah, well, you know, we've got the mining industry. You know, that is the breadbasket or, you know, it used to be sheep and wheat and all the rest of it. But if, if we don't have the, um, you know, the iron ore and um, such working, you know, we're going to be in a... We're not going to be able to pay for our COVID injections, are we? <laughs> Well, that's right, because, <laughs> yeah, it's really what keeps Western Australia going, isn't it? Yeah. And the rest of Australia at the moment. So, um, yes, so I do want to go to Hawaii. I have been many years ago, but I wasn't into playing the, the you know, ukulele then. I was too small mm. children and just sightseeing. But, uh, no, on my bucket list, along with Excellent. Sam Brown. So, yes. yes, so that's my beautiful ukulele. And you asked me how many I've got. I've got probably... The Cordoba and this one, and then I've got a few in between, but I, I never play them. Okay. I t oh, I know what I have got. I've got a little pineapple um, ukulele that, oh, that, yes. that I had made by um, Dave Morgan in the UK. And then I haven't played it much because at the time it arrived, I became ill. So I put it away and I haven't picked it up yet. Mm. But I, so that's oh, one of maybe my... Maybe it's time. Maybe yeah. it's time, <laughs> yes. I was only thinking that the other day I should get it out and have a little... Play. And my fingers are much better now. I'm, I'm sort of, um, I'm able to manage it because it's quite small. So I'm, I'm able to manage it better now. So now I'm, now I'm more yep. proficient. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's it. So I've got three, really, three that I'd like to, talk, you know, tell you okay. about. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good number. And actually, interesting, I also had a Cordoba, which I still have, and then went on to Hawaiian, a Hawaiian ukulele, not the Kamaka. I got a, a Koaloha. But oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a natural progression, isn't it? Well, it, it appears <laughs> to be, so I must be on the right path somewhere there. Totally. Yeah, okay, absolutely. that's good, hey? So, yes. Well, so you did say that you don't normally play by yourself. You normally play in groups. But as, as we discussed, I'm going to make you play something by yourself, which is very mean of me. <laughs> So while we're talking ukuleles, um, what was your first song you wanted to play? Yes, well, um, I think I might play um, 
the song that Sam Brown actually introduced me to via Zoom. Um, she was doing some fundraising with one of her beautiful friends and um, they were all asked to make a hat. So it was this Merle Haggard song and um, it's one that I haven't played other than much today for you because I thought I'd do something a bit different. Excellent. And I, and I do love wearing hats. I haven't worn my hat today because, you know, you can see me. But normally when I play, I do have hats. I've got lots of hats. So I thought this is very appropriate. So shall I have a go? Absolutely. And if it's awful, you can do a sign and cut me off. That's it. <laughs> verses but I think that's enough (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect a very appropriate song with all those cats in the background (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so this is my new house this is in fact the first interview I've recorded in this house so you are are very special and this is the first time I've actually closed these curtains because for sound reasons you want to you know cover all of your shiny surfaces and I closed those curtains and saw all those terrifying cats and thought (laughs) what have I done (laughs) but I'm I'm kind of getting to like them, actually. Yes, they're very spectacular. And uh, interesting <laughs> enough, people at one point gave me a lot of um, ornaments and cards and pictures with cats. For some reason, they thought I liked cats. Oh. So I ended up around my house with heaps of stuff with cats. So there you go. Well, my mother has so many things with cats. She has a room which we call the cat room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used to give her ornaments with cats, tasteful ones, not gross ones and but which at first she liked but then she said look there's just too many of these cats you've got to stop giving them to me and eventually I I stopped giving them to her but then she put them all in her spare room and then she saw this um doona cover which was covered in these bright cats and said I have to have it (laughs) and so then of course I showed her the curtains I said you need these for the cat room but no we agreed that was too much (laughs) (laughs) well they are very very spectacularly black and white and that's the best sort of cat, isn't it? A lucky cat. Black and well, white. That's true. A black cat. So there you go. Yes. So it's a lucky house. Indeed. A lucky house. <laughs> um, so do you, ever, do you ever write songs or you do, have you ever got that enthusiastic? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I've often, I've, I've often um, wanted to be able to write a song, and I know that there are lots of teachers who do teach the rudiments of songwriting. So it's something that, if I was a bit more proficient on my ukulele, I'd love to do that. I've often penned um, prose or line of thought that make a nice song. You know, I've had songs in my mm. head. So I think if you've got some musical inclination, and it's probably the next progression, um, next. Oh, when, when is it? Probably in about a couple of weeks. I'm going to go down to Margaret River. Um, you, you would know Anu Grace, I think. Um, yes. Well, Anu Grace now lives just south of Margaret River. And oh, okay. she's been doing her um, workshops from a lovely little place in town called Witchcliffe. And I'm going to start learning the harmonica. <laughs> Fantastic. So, well, I, I, I did try the harmonica. It's surprisingly difficult. Oh, no, it's not like a comb, <laughs> is it? And tooth, you know, comb and toilet paper. <laughs> I was actually unpacking some of my stuff and I still have this harmonica which I bought pre-ukulele thinking, yeah, I'm sure I can learn that. And I had one lesson and thought, no. And of course, given my name is Harper, you'd think I'd be able to play play the harp, but no. <laughs> well, the, the thing is that the, the teacher that Anu's got in is a guy called Scott Wise and Scott is a luthier who lives oh, in Margaret nice. River, and you may well have heard of him. He makes beautiful uh, instruments. So I thought because Scott was teaching it, it would be worth going to. So Yes, for sure. <laughs> and, and look, even if you you know you never play it again, it's, it's always interesting to try, isn't it? Well, I just thought it would be a nice little group, and one of my other friends who yeah. plays in our Ladybugs group, she's going. So I thought, well, I could probably um, have a go. You know, being a child of the 60s, you know, I was brought up on people like Paul Jones from Man for a Man, who was an amazing harmonica player and leo sayer you know so oh yes not that i fancy myself like <laughs> i just like go up and down on this on the c one you know the c harmonica yeah i think we get a yeah. c and an f one so that's probably enough should be yeah <laughs> although c is one of those keys it's generally boy key to sing in but then of course if you're playing a harmonica you're not singing so oh, that's matter. right yes that's yeah. exactly right so um it'll be interesting because i'll have to not talk which is what i love doing singing so i have to sit there and do as i'm told <laughs> <laughs> ah. so your your husband who said you could have a better ukulele when he could play better <laughs> um he hasn't been tempted to play not at all no really not at all um no he he works in the construction industry and um he i can't say that the ukulele would be one of his favorite um instruments <laughs> recently we went to a concert down in margaret river 1927 which is a sort of 80s you know rock band oh yes and yes. that's more his era right so okay. we have to we have to differ on our interest in music i went with him yeah. to 1927 fabulous you know so um but no he, he wouldn't be no he, he said i'll leave that to you <laughs> <laughs> well i guess if he's away away a fair bit that probably helps he doesn't have to listen to it too much no he said there's only so much of it he can stand he says yeah. but but i tell you my, I, my daughter says the same thing i tell you what though he did fall in love with sam brown <laughs> well how how could he not <laughs> He suddenly got a renewed interest in it when she arrived. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> so, with your ladybugs, do you um, do you go and play other places as well, or do you just um, do you the like you said you had the Bustleton thing once a month? Yeah. Do you go out and about? I guess well, COVID is different, but pre-COVID. Yeah. No, no, we do. We we often get asked to do um, you know all sorts of little music events. So we played at the usual. Uh, things like you know nursing homes um 
quite a few gigs at the nursing homes, which are great, great fun. And it's lovely to see the oldest faces light up and start tapping, you know. And then some, somebody was saying about, oh, well, we, when we choose our songs for the nursing home, you know, we can do things that sort of like from the 50s and 60s. And I said, hang on a minute. I said, those people in the nursing home actually aren't that much older than we are. You know? <laughs> they, they want the 60s and 70s music. You know, they don't want sort of... That's true. They don't yeah. want what our mothers and fathers had from the 40s and 50s because they're not that close in age. They're quite close in age to us now. I mean, I'm going to tell everybody on here that I'm 70. I've just recently had my 70th birthday. And when you go to the nursing home, you look at some of the people and you think, oh, gosh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so they love the sort of music that we play anyway. So that's really nice. Um, we've also played at some of the local events around town. So Busselton is actually known as the events capital of WA. So whenever there's something on, they often say, can the ukulele group come, which we we have. Um, There's another festival called the Strings Attached, which has been organised in Margaret River. And we started playing there in the inaugural one in 2019. They didn't have it last year. And we're going to play again this year, which will be in October. So we'll join up with Kevin and um, we'll organise a Kanaka Pillar, is it? Yes, that's uh, that's Kevin and I are going to lead that. And then, because he, he's like me, he just loves to get up on the stage and do his stuff, you know? <laughs> and then um, we, Bug will be doing a performance, so we're just working on a short set list to do that. What else do we do? I played at a few things for Solaris. We played at people's birthday parties, um, all sorts of things. Yeah, it's a Busselton. They have a Fringe Festival here every year in about January, oh, February. Okay. So we played at the Busselton Fringe. But Busselton's Got Talent, we played in that. <laughs> So you're spoiled for choice, aren't oh, you? We, there's, there's, no, it's everywhere. there's no shortage of places to play. That's wonderful. And, of course, you, you're all out and about at the moment because, yeah, as we said, no no COVID right now in WA. We had a short lockdown last year um, for about three weeks and then we had one about, oh, two or three months ago and it was for five days in Perth. But in the southwest, we were still foot, footloose and fancy free. So oh, okay. we've been yeah. very fortunate here. A bit like Canberra, you know, you're in your little Canberra bubble. Yes, and we we've been we in our little southwest bubble, so it's good, <laughs> really good, mm. very, very fortunate. Well, do you have um, another song to play? <laughs> I do. You, d- you did do a, a perfectly good job last time. I am asking you to do a second one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite nerve-wracking doing stuff on your own, Meredith. When you're used to play, and when we play at our jams, we've got a full sound system, so you know mm. we're all mic'd up and everything. And I'm doing this acoustically. Uh, it does make set, a difference, t- doesn't well, it? I have to be quite brave to do this, don't I? So there <laughs> you we are go. brave. There we go. I have faith in you. <laughs> so it's down Waterloo Road. Here we go. Catch it. 
How about that? Nice. <laughs> I've got books of things here. And I thought, you know, I don't really want to be playing Bohemian Rhapsody or, um, you know. <laughs> That's a little ambitious on your own. Daddy sang bass or, you know, <laughs> looking out my back door, there's a whole lot, you know, <laughs> lot, lots of chunking and stuff. I thought, just do two little songs that... <laughs> just keep it simple and, and it's nothing wrong with keeping it simple. That's <laughs> great. Um, All right, then. So I'm up to my last question now, which is how has ukulele changed your life? Well, that's a really good question because you did ask me to prepare something for that. And um, I did have to sit and write down some thoughts there. Um, First of all, um, it's certainly changed my life by involvement in the community here in Busselton. Um, Since moving to the southwest um, and organising ukulele events, it's enabled me to really feel part of the community. It's a small town and people have lived here for years, you know. It was originally a little timber town with the longest jetty in the southern hemisphere. And then I think there are some people who have been around that long almost, you know. (laughs) But it's a lovely little place to live. And I've been very fortunate that I've met a lot of um, lovely performers. Um, I've mentioned them before. Um, There's a very large network of ukulele groups in Western Australia and we're all connected in one way or another through our little ukulele instruments. And I've met some wonderful friends and also uh, friends who started playing at the same time as me. And then we've had a common common goal. You know, when I was working at the university, um, the person I worked for on um, an academic research uh, project, when she uh, retired, she said to me, oh, Barbara, guess what? I've, I've got a ukulele. And I said... Leonie, so have I. <laughs> so, so who'd have thought, you know, 25 years ago that my eminent professor and I would be sitting around the thing, you know, in, yeah. a, in Sam Brown's, you know, workshops. So, oh, but that's, You would not have guessed that. Well, that's what it's done. So it's enabled further connections of some existing friendships. So that's really good. Um, what else? Oh, yes, I'm going to mention this because it's very close to my um, present thoughts that... Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2019 and I've continued to sing and play and organise our monthly jams all through my treatment, um, including a couple of performances at the Strings Attached Festival uh, while I was in the middle of chemo. So I just put my little thing on around my head and put my hat on my head and I had a caravan with my husband parked down in Margaret River and I didn't stay too long. I did my bit and then I went back to the caravan. Um, but, you know, it's just kept me going, um, organising the monthly jams. Um, we get around 100 people to those jams every month. Wow, that, that's pretty good. It is. It's excellent. And it's been inspirational to have those people coming, you know. So whether you're actually listening to music, participating or doing whatever you need to do with music, it's extremely healing. So that's what it's meant to me. That's how it's changed my life. I found it um, part of my healing journey. So Wonderful. that's making me quite emotional to say that, but it's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I, need, I needed to say it. Yes, good. And I'm, I'm so glad it's done that for you. It's fantastic. Well, Barbara, thank you so much for talking to me today. It has been a pleasure to meet you. And hopefully one day I'll come over and see you in person. I'd love to go to Bustleton again. Well, you're very welcome. And we've always got lots of lovely events and you can bring a ukulele and, um, you know, we can fix something up. Yeah. All right, then. Thank you, Meredith. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Bye, then. I wanted to play an instrument Because musicians are so cool And I wanted to be cool But I found 
playing an instrument is kind of hard. Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and I performed it with Janine Chandler, Jim Croft, Jasmine Fellows, Paul Marsh, Sandra Shaw and Chris Williams. Seb Carrero does the graphic design. If you want more information about any of the things mentioned in today's episode, there are links in the show notes. You can also go to the Ukulele is the New Black YouTube channel for a playlist with songs relating to today's episode. podcast please give it a rating or review on apple podcasts podchaser or wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends episodes are released every second monday and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere podcasts are found i'll be back with another episode in two weeks because it's the new black